morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day of Shabbos. Hope you have a wonderful last Shabbos of the year. Hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, we're dedicating this class for Shlemi, Yisrael David Nachum, Yechevet Shifra, and Parobas Miriam. We continue. We left off. We are on the first chapter of Tractate Kiddushin on the top of page 26a, the mission. First line. Dr. Hilligan Mission. Nechos, Mishayash, Lamachrayis. Property. Real estate. How do you acquire real estate? Achrayev means that it could be more mortgageable property. Because you can rely on it. It's not going anywhere. It's not get, it doesn't get lost. <laughs> real estate is real estate. It stays put. And how do you acquire it? Either through money, or with a document, or by demonstrating ownership. is non-mortgageable property, movable items you can't really rely on, you know. It can be gone. The only way to acquire it is by pulling it, by drawing it in to, you, to yourself, to your domain. By pulling it. Once you acquire real estate, by the way of acquiring real estate, with that same acquisition, you can also acquire movable items. So it's it, 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 two birds with one stone. You can't acquire movable items with money. You can't acquire movable items with a document. You cannot acquire movable items by demonstrating ownership. But once you acquire property through these three means, then on by the way, you can also acquire with them the movable items. Like I buy the house and all the furniture that's in it is also acquired. And even though you say that you don't swear, you don't take an oath, if there's an argument, a dispute between the claimant, the defendant, you don't take an oath on on, on property, on real estate. But if you're already obligated to swear for movable items, I, I say you owe me 100, you say you only owe me 50. So since you're already swearing, you're already swearing on the movable items, you already swear also on the real estate. How do you know that you can acquire property through money? It says in the Pasuk. It says in Jeremiah, you will purchase fields with money and you will sign it, you will you'll write a document, a deed. So it says clearly in the Pasuk that fields, real estate can be bought with money. Maybe it's only only with a document. He concludes there, yes. Purchase the field with money, but write it down and then seal it and hide it so you'll, you'll retain, you know, keep it in a safe place to retain your deed. So maybe it's, even if you give money, it's not enough. It's the deed that affects the acquisition. Money per se does not affect the acquisition. So answers, if would say at the end. In other words, if he would say, fields with money, and you write it in a, in a deed, and you preserve it, so that will tell me that the only what, what achieves the acquisition, it's not just the money, money alone is not enough, you need the money together with the, with the deed. 
or maybe the deed alone. That that's what really what nails it. Then, then you would be correct, like you say. But hashta dechsiv yiknu meikader. It says musad is by In other words, the acquisition is already done. Just by the purchase of money, you already yiknu. You already purchased it. It already belongs to you. Then he's saying a separate thing. Make a deed, so you should have a proof of, of your ownership. It's just a proof. That's what he's telling him to preserve it, bury it, preserve it. So when you come back, the land of Israel after the exile, you'll have you'll have you'll have uh, you'll have proof. Yeah. When do we say that money alone is enough? To acquire the field, the real estate, it's only in a place where they don't write a document. I'm a case when they start in a place you write a document like on. No. Lose a person won't rely on it. If you, the custom is to write a document, so even if I gave you the money, even if I give the seller the money, even if the buyer gives the seller the money, until the seller gives the, the buyer the deed. He doesn't, he, I don't rely on it. I'm not buying it. It's not mine until I have the deed in my hand. If he spells it out, the buyer spells it out, that I have an option. Yes, I want to buy it just with the money. So then it helps. If he says, I don't need both money and the document, a deed. If he says, I just want to acquire it either just with money I'll give you all cash or with a deed fine it's up to him if that's what he wants that's what he wants when he bought the property he said to the sellers however I wish if I want to purchase it with the money if I want to if I want to want to purchase it by the document I will purchase with the document what does he mean? If I want to purchase it with the money, the moment I, I give you the money, you can't, you can't, you can't take it back. You can't uh, change the deal. It's done. It's a done deal. Let's say I give you the money and then the price goes up. You want to uh, know? I'm done. I already purchased it. It's mine. This is for my benefit. Whatever works for me, whatever is better for me. If I want, I'll say, no, it's not mine. I don't acquire it till I have the deed, till you write the deed. If prices go down, I back out. It's all to my advantage. He's making it to his advantage. If it's for my benefit, and the moment I gave you the money, it's mine. If it's to my benefit that it's not mine until... You sign the deed, so fine. Then it's not mine until I sign the deed. Let's see price will go up. So if you spell it out and you make that condition, then it's effective. You have to stipulate. Okay, it says in the Mishnah, we start with the document. Me nine. How do we know this? How do you know you can purchase real estate with the document with the deed? If you say from that verse in Jeremiah, which says. I purchase a field with money and sign it, sign the deed, and have it sign, write the deed and sign it. So, you just explain that here the purchase is done with the money. The deed is just as a proof. 
sales. How do I know that the deed itself could affect the sale, could affect the acquisition? Ella rather We learn it out from a different verse. Jeremiah says over there in that same chapter, but earlier. I take the deed, the book of Mikna of purchase. So he says clearly the Sefer Amikna, the deed itself is what affects the purchase. So Amr Shmuel qualifies this Leishon, when do we learn this El Bishtar Matan? It's only a gift. But if it's a sale, a deed alone does not affect the acquisition until the money is handed there. You don't give me any money, I just write up the paper that belongs to you. You didn't give me a dime, it's worthless. If it's a gift, I mean, there's no money involved, there's no transaction. I'm giving you a gift. So the moment I write the deed, the document is just to document, yeah. the land. Yeah. The money yeah. completes yeah. the transaction. Right. Must have we learn, we learn the Bereis, Bishtar Kates, and how is this with the Bishtar? You acquire the land. If the seller writes on a paper, on a shard, even though the paper itself is less than a penny, and he writes, My field is sold to you. My field is given to you. I'm giving to you as a gift. So then it's sold. So even though you didn't give, it's worth. It's worthless. It's less than a penny. Nothing happens until there's no change. Why would I think it has to be a penny's worth? What do I care? It's not. We're talking about the seller is giving, is writing the deed for the buyer. The seller is giving a deed to the buyer. So who cares? There's a penny. It's not a penny. I understand. Yeah. No. If it's valueless. A, if, it's a, if it's a legitimate document, no, agreed by two parties. Right. Right. So what difference does it make the value of the, of the document? What does it mean the value? I don't understand. Right. So the commentary says, is you would think that anything less than a penny is like worthless, like if it doesn't exist. It has to be, the document has to be something of significance. It has to be at least worth a penny. So he says, no. As it says in the verse, uh, safer mikna, safer a book, a deed that's mikna. That's, that could be acquired, that has some value. He says, no, it doesn't matter, it could be worthless. As long as you have the deed written, it's okay, it's kosher. But clearly we see in the Braise that you could sell a field, you could sell a field or a piece of property just by the deed. He says, clearly, not a gift. You said that it was only a gift. Shmuel said it's only a, a deed of a de- gift, but not a deed of a sale. The Braise states clearly not so. The Braise says you can acquire, the, 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 buyer, the buyer could acquire the property just by the deed itself without anything else. So Moislam Mafariklad, Avamnuna asked the question and he came up with the answer. He explained it. That's the best. When you figure out the answer yourself. Talking about a case where a person sells his fields because it's in terrible shape. So he finds a sucker to buy it. So he wants to sell it immediately. If I find someone who wants it, usually the seller is not, unless I get money, I'm not selling it to you. 
You can, you know, deed doesn't mean anything. He didn't give me any pennies. I'm, I never had a mind to sell it to you. So of course, he can't acquire it just. That's what Shmuel says. He can't acquire a property just by a piece of paper without giving me a dime. Uh, that doesn't work. But in the case, but in the case where I found a sucker to buy to take this property off my hands, I'm, I'm selling it to him. Indeed, I'm going to hold him. I'm going to hold him to it. The seller gives it totally. It's all yours. With all the headaches, with all the rent control tenants, it's yours. Mazel tov, enjoy, enjoy your purchase. So then, it, then you can acquire it just by deed alone. Ravashi Ravashi says, he gives a different answer, explaining the B'raisa. It's not a contradiction to Shemua. He says, bimatana we're talking about, he wants to give him as a gift. Really, he's giving them as a gift. Why did he use the expression, I'm selling it to you? Even though he's not selling it, he's not, he doesn't want to get pay any money. I'm giving it to you for free. I don't want any money for it. I'm giving it as a gift. So why did he write a deed, I'm selling it to you? To make it, to make, for the benefit, for the benefit of the receiver. How is this to his benefit? Because he takes any responsibility. When you give a gift, and it turns out the field you gave as a gift was mortgaged, and then it's taken away by the creditor, you owed money, the, the, the giver of the gift owed money, and then the person you owed money to, the creditor, came and he took the field away. It's very nice of you, you're giving a gift. This, is a gift, this gift is mortal. But there's no obligation on the one who gives a gift. So he writes, I'm selling it to you, not only by giving it to you this field and this property for free, I'm taking responsibility. Just like if it was, just like as if I sold it to you. When I sell it to you, if anything happens, the seller takes responsibility. He has to make the buyer good. If it's mortgageable and it's grabbed away, it's taken away, seized. He has to. He has to. Yeah. So that's why. So that's why he wrote a gift. That's what price means. But it's a gift. It's a gift. He's not expecting any money. That's why the deed alone affects it. The last way, the third way you can acquire a property is bechazaka. You know, how do you know? That by demonstrating ownership, you acquire it. It says in the puzzle. It says over there in Jeremiah, chapter 40. Return back to the cities that you settled in. That you grabbed hold of. How, how did you grab a hold of it? The yeshiva, by settling it. So by demonstrating ownership, by expressing ownership, by living there as an owner, by doing, working the field, or settling it, acting as an owner, that itself, you, you acquire it. Debate, Abhi Shmolton, the Academy of Shmol says, we learn it out from Yudish Tamesa, it says in the Pasuk, it says in Deuteronomy, you're gonna you're gonna cross the Jordan to inherit to come to inherit the land of Canaan that Hashem is giving you. You should inherit it and you should settle. How do you inherit it? How does it become yours? Be yeshiva by settling, by demonstrating ownership. Okay. So he learns it out from a biblical verse. Chizkiah learns it out from Jeremiah, from a prophet. Uh, no, by, 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 by drawing it, by pulling it to you. 
you're pulling it to yourself, so you, you, that's how you're acquiring. Shein lemachrei is a nikkun el mashiach. We know. Do we know this? Let's see if it says. It says in the pasuk. It says in Leviticus. Parshas Bahar Rechisim Kudu Rechisim Kudu Mim Kalam Yisecho. In Parshas Bechukaisa it says Rechisim Kudu Mim Kalam Yisecho. You can't even Yisecho. If you sell something to your friend, you're going to buy something from your friend. Miyad, he says miyad. Miyad, from your hand. Something that's tran- trans- transferred over from hand to hand. So by the act of transferring from hand to hand, by pulling it to yourself, that's how you acquire it. That affects the sale. The, the exchange, the exchange of hands, giving it from your, his hand to your hand, taking it to your hand, that's how you purchase it. According to Rabbi Echel, it says that really biblically, how do you acquire even non movable items, even movable items? It's by purchasing with money. So, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't acquire it only by pulling? You should have said also by money. The mission is saying the fact. After the rabbis enacted, the rabbis say that money should not purchase. Money cannot purchase the land, uh, the, the movable item. And therefore, even after you gave money, you could back out. Because you still haven't purchased it, even though biblically you do purchase it. But the rabbis say, no, we don't consider it. You haven't purchased it yet, so you can back out. We curse you. Someone who gave money and you back out, we give you a curse, a moral sanction, a moral curse. But that's about it. In the court of law, you have the right to back out. So practically, the only way to actually acquire it, that you can no longer back out, is by pulling it. Taking a physical action and pulling the item, the movable item, to yourself. So that's what the Mishnah means. It says, this could be acquired, movable item could be acquired. Yeah. It says that while you're acquiring really movable property, I can acquire, uh, unmovable property, I can acquire real estate, I can also acquire movable property. By making an acquisition of the house, I acquire all the furniture that's in it. Minonimili, where do we know this from? Maybe each thing has to have its own way of acquisition. Just because I acquired the property, why should automatically I should acquire everything everything that's in it? No, you don't. If it's not in it, if it's in it already, once you acquire property, anything that's in your property is already automatically acquired. But how about things that are not in it? You have a drawer near you. So, but he says you don't have to. Once I, I lay money and I give you money for the property, automatically I also acquire and I'm buying everything for you. I'm buying property yeah, and I'm buying your boat and I'm buying of, yeah, your car. It's part of the deal. Oh, so, but, but, we, but how do we know that it even, it's even effective? How do we know this? We're not in the mili. So I'm a chizki, a chizki answers. I'm a karat. It says in the Pasuk. It says in the verse, it says in the verse in the Chronicles, the father gave them gifts, a lot of gifts, silver and gold, and other gifts together with cities in Yehuda. So we see clearly that you can acquire, once you acquire the property, while you're acquiring the property through that same uh, acquisition that that's effective for you acquiring the property you also acquire simultaneously the gold and the silver and all the movable items he asked the question he inquired 
Does it have to be that those items have to be on the property? So you acquire the property together with everything that's on the property? Or no, it could be elsewhere. Bring your proof. We could. It says. And even if a person has a tiny strip of real estate, even the smallest parcel of real estate, you're obligated to pay, you have to leave the edge of the field, of your tiny field, you have to leave for the poor. Also, you're obligated to be the first of the seven species, the first of uh, fruits of the seven species, even if it's very little, you're obligated to separate Bikurim and to bring it to Yerushalayim. We continue on side B26B. You can write a prusbul that if you want, you don't want your loan to be erased. So if the borrower has even a tiny, tiny piece of real estate, you can already write a prusible, the lender can write a prusible, make sure that his loan, the loan, has to be repaid. The loan is not erased. And it's also enough that when I purchase this tiny little sliver of land, it's enough with that purchase, I can also acquire movable items. So what's the proof from here? If you say it has to be piled on the land, if I own a tiny little an inch, square inch, what could, what could you pile up in that square inch? Obviously, it's not on the land. Because I acquire the land, it can be anywhere in the world. I acquire also the the, 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 the movable items. Rabbi Yisra refused this proof. Rabbi Yisra refused this proof. He said, I can say the Braisa means can go in, for example, he stuck a needle. He only has an inch by an inch of square land. It's the only land that he owns. And you can, you can stick a needle in the land. He acquires the needle. Who says you don't? It doesn't have to be on the land. Maybe he means that the, you acquire the land and everything that's on it, if you wish. And even the tiniest sliver of land, you can put a needle in it. I'm laid up, yes. Yesus said to him, "Kebasa, you 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 cause me pain." Is the Tana coming to teach me how I can acquire a needle? Something meaningless and worthless? Is it a problem to acquire a needle? You have to go out of your way and figure out ways to acquire a needle? What's the big deal? Let's pick it up and take it to you. What's the deal? So obviously that's not what the mission is coming to teach me. Surely. So I says, no, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yosef. You're wrong. This is not a... Maybe. Rabbi Shmuel, about business, correct. Maybe on the needle, on top of the needle, the head of the needle, the diamond head, the head of the needle has a diamond that's worth a thousand zuz. Tremendously valuable on top of that needle. 
So he's coming to teach me you can acquire that by purchasing this tiny sliver of land. You can acquire that. Okay, so you can't prove one way or the other from that price. I'll bring you another proof. Touch my bring you a proof. We learned the price from Nabalazar, There was a happened once with someone who came from the city of Mother. He happened to be in Yerushalayim. He had a lot of movable items. He wanted to give it away as a gift. The rabbi said to him, The only way you can give it away is if he acquires to others, if others can acquire it through karka, through real estate. Was it? He should he should make give them an acquisition of land, and by the way, they're acquiring the land. They can also simultaneously can also acquire all these movable items. But he didn't have any property. Mao. So what did he do? He took a tiny piece of land, the size an inch by an inch, the size of a of a coin. I'm giving the, the right, the, the north side of this piece of property. I'm acquiring it, I'm giving it away to so and so. And together with this tiny, tiny, little, tiny sliver of property that I'm just giving away, I'm giving it to this so and so. I'm also giving him may at sign a hundred sheep, may chavi a hundred barrels, mays, and he died without doing any extra acquisition. Kim was the butt of the rabbi. Say it's a done deal. He sealed the deal. So we see clearly the Baraisa that the, the movable items don't have to be on the land. It doesn't mean you acquire the land, everything that's on it, the house and all the furniture. No, it's much more than that. By purchasing the land, you can acquire the the, the movable items. It can be anywhere in the world. We are and if you're gonna say if you say they all have to be on the property, uh, base seller, amount of land the size of a of a coin. How could you fit a hundred sheep and a hundred barrels in that space? You see, clearly it doesn't. Matter. So the mother the mother dismisses this proof. Why do you think base sell? Selamamish means literally the size of a coin. My seller. Yeah, the Rafish Tuva. It's a big land. My quarterly sellers. Why do they call it a base seller? A coin. The Karshik is seller. The earth is as hard. You can't plow the earth. It's, it's useless earth. It's in the Poconos. <laughs> I can't do anything with it. It's hard like hard like a rock. It's hard, hard like a cellar, like a coin. But it's a huge piece of land. And maybe he put everything there. So he bought it for cheap. In other words, he, didn't want, he wasn't interested in the land. The only reason he purchased the land was in order to acquire all the movable items to give it away. By giving away the land, he can also give away. So first he had to buy the land. So he bought the cheapest land, the land that's hard like a, 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 hard like a coin. It's useless. It's pennies on the dollar, so he bought it. 
and he gave away the land, a part of the land, and with it he gave away all his movable items. The man could not certainly not have piled the sheep and pigs on the land the size of the Yeah, and maybe everything was, maybe he put all the sheep, he brought all the sheep, and he brought all the barrels on that piece of land. Who says not? Okay, so we bring another proof. Toshma, I'll bring you a proof. There was an episode with a person. He got sick. He was dying in Yerushalayim. And Abelezer. Abelezer holds it. Even someone who's dying on his deathbed cannot affect an acquisition without doing an act. A kinya. Just like a healthy person. The Amri law, they say, Bariya, he was healthy. Like the rabbis, they say, no, if he was dying, he wouldn't need to do anything. The words of a dying person, the rabbis say, has the same effect as an actual acquisition, a special enactment the rabbis made for his peace of mind. But we're talking about he was healthy. He had a lot of, a lot of things he wanted to give away. The only thing he can do is he can acquire them, he can acquire a piece of land for someone, and, and by acquiring a piece of land for someone else, He'd also give them all these movable items. So what did he do? He bought a piece of land the size of a quarter of a kav, a tiny sliver piece of land. next to And he said, three inches and by three inches from that is given to so-and-so. And while he's acquiring this piece of land, that I'm giving him as a gift, together with that, he'll also acquire mayotzayin hundred sheep and mayachavis hundred barrels. When Mason he died without doing any ex- any additional acquisition, so what's the proof? He amrit if you're going to say that when does this when does this work? When is this effective? Only if the house and have all the furniture that's in it has to be on the property. If that's the case, well, what can you put in three inches by three inches? You can't fit a hundred sheep and a hundred barrels and three inches by three inches. So it's a clear proof, right? Sigmar says, no. You know what I'll tell you. You know what we're talking about over here? He was giving him money, a gift. Who says he's actually had a hundred sheep and a hundred barrels? He wanted to give him the, the equivalent of a hundred, the money. He had money, the value of a hundred sheep. So that money you can place on on the three inches by three inches. You can pile up a whole pile up of golden coins or what's the big deal? Of course. So maybe what he means you can acquire the land and the non-movable items when they are on the property. Sigmarah says Hachanam Mistabir also makes sense that that to explain that's what the Braisim means. If you're gonna think we're talking about literally a hundred sheep and a hundred barrels. You have a simpler way of acquiring it. in exchange. Let the buyer, the one he wants to give the gift to, give him something as his handkerchief. And then when, this, when the seller, the giver, takes the handkerchief, automatically all my hundred sheep and my hundred barrels now belong to you. Very simple. It's a handkerchief. It didn't cost you anything. It's very simple. So there's other ways of doing it. So it have obviously we must be talking about it. Not he's giving him a hundred sheep and hundred barrels. He's giving him money. Money cannot be acquired by by barter. 
can't acquire money with barter. Therefore, the only option. Yeah, but barter could only work with movable items. There's a hundred sheep and a hundred barrels. I can I can acquire it by barter. But money itself cannot be acquired by by barter. So the only way for him to give him the money is by purchasing the land, piling up the money on the land. So maybe the, he doesn't spell out. Does the money have to be piled on that three inches by three inches that he gave it, gave him, that he acquired him? Or not. So you can't prove it one way or the other. So you mother LMI. So how are you explaining it? Lidmei, right? He wants to give him money. So he can in the hell leave him a I have another option. You can just pull the money. What's the big deal? Let him just take the money. Why do you have to figure out a way of giving him the money of helping him acquire a piece of your land and and while he's acquiring the land he also acquires the money Ella rather the lesson comes on he's not here the reason why I, he can't just take the money he's not here he's not present I'm a Yerushalayim the giver is in Yerushalayim the one I want to give a gift to is in a lot I mean how so just like he can't pull he can't also do a chalifin. He can't do a barter. He's not here. So what's the proof? So it's no proof that we're dealing here with money. Maybe we are dealing with 100 sheep and 100 barrels. And the reason why he can't do barter because he's not present. Maybe. What's the problem altogether in the first place? Why do I need the receiver to be there? I can, I can, he can make an agent for And he doesn't even have to know about it. Because had he known, he would have been happy. You're, you're, acquiring, you're giving him money. He's acquiring something. So, of course, he would have agreed. The person could pull it, or the person could. Yeah, yeah. He the, the, he doesn't He doesn't rely on that. Why? He doesn't believe him, doesn't trust him. He'll act as his agent, but then until he gets it to him, he'll enjoy himself. He'll use the sheep, he'll, he'll, eat, he'll, he'll uh, consume the barrels, whatever it is. So that's why he wanted it directly, acquired him through Agav. There's no agent involved, it's the other person. It still doesn't make sense. What do you mean there is no other option? Of course there is an option. Why did the rabbis tell this person you have no other option? The only way you can acquire them is through land. There is options. It's your choice. You don't like this option. You don't rely on it. So it's your problem. You can't, what do you mean there is no other option? <coughs> says, This is what the rabbis told him. Because you don't rely on anyone else so to, to, to purchase, to acquire it for this other person. So by you, your state of mind, your frame of mind, you have no other option. Until you will acquire it because of Karka. Okay, to be continued, everyone have a good Shabbos, the last Shabbos of the year.